with Radio On The Go News. Brian Fancher reporting. One of the highest snowfall totals from Saturday's winter storm in Iowa was found in Waukee with eight inches. In the broadcast area, Rockwell received three and a half inches of snow, Garner three inches, Hampton 2.2 inches, Mason City two inches, and Grundy Center picked up one inch of snow. This morning, the Iowa Department of Transportation is reporting that Highway 69 is partially covered with ice. Highway 65 is partially covered with snow, while Highway 3 is partially covered with a mix of snow, ice, or slush, and blowing snow is reported around the local area. The Governor's Traffic Safety Bureau is partnering with local law enforcement from now until March 19th to spread the message about the dangers of impaired driving. Last year during the week of St. Patrick's Day, 48 people were either seriously injured or killed in car crashes on Iowa roadways. Nationally, St. Patrick's is one of the deadliest times on the nation's roads, and given that this year St. Patrick's Day falls on a Friday, it will give the opportunity for more parties throughout the weekend. Today, the Hardin County Board of Supervisors will consider approval of funds for VA outreach events, will consider Heartland Risk Insurance, and will consider a letter of support for the Iowa River's Edge Trail. The Hardin County Board of Supervisors meet today at 9 a.m. at the EOC Training Room in Eldora. Today, the Floyd County Board of Supervisors will consider a request to place a mural on the south side of the Law Enforcement Center building. We'll discuss Conservation Department staff wages and will consider setting the date and time for a public hearing on the proposed maximum property tax levy for fiscal year 2024. The Floyd County Board of Supervisors meet today 9 a.m. at the EOC in Charles City. The Saragordo County Board of Supervisors today will consider the final plans for a bridge replacement project along 160th Street east of Lark Avenue or northwest of Rockwell. The Saragordo Supervisors will also consider the final plans for work on a multi-use trail. The Saragordo County Board of Supervisors meet today 10 a.m. at the courthouse in Mason City. Mid-American Energy says it is the first utility company in the state to try all electric utility trucks. Company spokesman Jeff Greenwood says these are the large bucket trucks that allow them to get up in the air and work on power lines. These trucks have two different batteries on board. One powers the vehicle and allows it to travel, and then the other battery allows the crews to do their work when they get to that location. He says the Des Moines-based company has purchased three trucks and they will put them through their paces in the field before buying more. Our goal is to see how they work, see how they operate in real-world conditions, all kinds of weather conditions, all kinds of terrain, and let's, let's test them out. Let's see how they work, and if they work as well as we expect them to work, then uh, we'll be making a lot more purchases. Greenwood says the trucks have a 135-mile range. We've assigned one to Sioux City, we've assigned one to the Des Moines area, and then we've assigned one to the Quad Cities. So we've got them spread across the state. Uh, we are putting them to work as we speak, and our crews will uh, run them through uh, everything that they do day in and day out and see how they work. Now he says they have fast chargers at their facilities where the trucks can be charged overnight. 
Greenwood says they don't make much noise, which will make it easier for crews to communicate in the field. He says they will put out no emissions, which allows crews to train on them using an indoor facility. And Greenwood says the cost of operating the trucks is something they are also reviewing. An electric vehicle is more expensive. However, we're not paying for fuel, and there's a lot of maintenance that you would have to do using a combustion engine that you don't need for an electric vehicle. For example, uh, an oil change. These don't need oil changes. So they are uh, more expensive up front, but we're eager to see what kind of uh, maintenance savings we get as we progress. Greenwood says the trucks are charging up with renewable energy from their own wind farms, which brings things full circle. I am with Senator Chuck Grassley. Applauds, uh, should say, applauds news. The U.S. Trade Representative plans to formally dispute Mexico's proposed ban on genetically modified corn from the U.S. If those imports of, to Mexico are cut off, Grassley says it will mean millions of tons of Iowa corn won't have a key buyer. With grain prices already high because of Putin's war on Ukraine, Mexico's decree would only make global hunger worse. Grassley, a senior member of the Senate Ag Committee, says Mexico's proposed ban on GMO corn would begin in January of 2024. He says such a ban would have a devastating impact on farmers across America and in Iowa. Mexico is the birthplace of the Green Revolution. So it is disappointing to see the Mexican government try to turn back the clock on agricultural innovation. Grassley was chairman of the Senate Finance Committee when the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement was crafted. The USMCA took effect in July of 2020. Banning GMO corn imports lacks a scientific basis, and hence all these decisions ought to be made on science, and as far as I know, they are. Since it's not made on science, that's a violation of the USMCA. Grassley calls Mexico's proposed ban ridiculous, and one report says it would effectively phase out the import of 90% of U.S. corn by January. I was number one in production, and Mexico's our number one receiver of surplus American corn. So Iowa's going to be hurt more than any other state, but I can't quantify that for you. Grassley's office says Iowa corn growers export 16 million tons of corn to Mexico each year. And over the last decade, one quarter of all U.S. corn exports went to Mexico, totaling nearly $3 billion of revenue per year. Today, the Allison City Council will hold the first reading of the sewer utility ordinance and will consider approval of a resolution that would allow the Allison Pool Fundraising Committee to open a certificate of deposit with Lincoln Savings Bank. The Allison City Council meets today at 5.45 p.m. at City Hall. And today's guest on the Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program, Iowa Falls Mayor Mike Emerson. Talk about upcoming projects this spring and summer in the city, and we'll also talk about staffing within the police department. The Radio On The Go Newsmaker Program airs weekdays during the noon hour on KLMJ with archive programs available under the News tab at RadioOnTheGo.com. The high in the past 24 hours here at our studios, 29 and the low of 22. And that was as of 7 o'clock this morning. For Radio On The Go News, Brian Fincher reporting.